Welcome to Canvas Church. You are listening to our weekly celebration service message. Thank you for tuning in. I want, I, I want before I, I, I share the gospel, before I preach, I, I'm, I'm a little nervous. Um, I want, I want to pray. Is that okay? I want you to pray for me and say, please help him with his English. Can you do that? And I will pray for you that I don't put you to sleep. How's that? All right, so let's pray together. Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for this, for this day. Thank you for your word. Thank you, because I know you will, you will speak. And I, I just have confidence that what, what are you going to do today? I thank you for your word. Thank you for this amazing church. And I bless your name in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. I want to start by, uh, by reading the uh, Bible and Mark chapter 15. If you, if you have your Bibles or your phones, we can, uh, you can go there. And hopefully I have my scripture out there. Maybe, yes, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but I can read from my paper. Let me know if it comes up. Is it, is it there already? All right. All right, it's there. Okay, good. All right, so Lord help me. It says, Very early in the morning, the chief priest with the elders, the teachers of the law, and the whole sanitary made their plans, so they bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Number two, Are you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate. You have said so, Jesus replied. Number three, the chief priest accused him of many things, so again Pilate asked him, Are not you going to answer? See how many things they are accusing you. But Jesus still made no reply, and Pilate was amazed. Number six. Now it was the custom of the festival to release a prisoner whom the people requested. Are you guys understanding me so far? If it comes to the point where you don't understand, just, just think I'm in the spirit, all right? I'm speaking in tongues and all that good stuff. So, you know what I mean? Okay. Number seven. A man called Barabbas, right? Barabbas, was in the prison with, that insurrect, with those guys who had committed murder in the uprising. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what he usually did. Do you want me to release to, to you the king of the Jews? Asked Pilate. And knowing, knowing it was out of self-interest that the chief priest has, had handed Jesus over to him. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barabbas instead. What sh- shall I do then with the one you call the king of Jews? Pilate asked them, Crucify him, they shouted. Why? Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all loud, all louder, Crucify him. Waiting to satisfy the, satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. He had Jesus flogged, is that how you say it? Flogged, and handed him over to be crucified. So it's clear to know that um, Jesus went through a hard situation 
it was, it, it was hard. I don't know about you, knowing that you're going to be crucified or, or something bad is going to happen to you, how would you react? I don't know. I, I don't know if you ever, if you guys have go, go, gone to a hardship or hard times in life. How many of you guys have gone to hard, hard times? How many of you gone to hard, hard, very hard times? How many have you gone to very, 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 very hard times you get that you forgot what your name is? Right? You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just hard time. And, and, and I can put myself in Jesus' place, you know, he knowing that he was going to be crucified. There he is. You know, he's being arrested. He's taken to Pilate. And, and their Pilate wants to have a conversation. And I don't know how I was going to react if I was Jesus. But, you know, I want, I want to call this uh, preaching, or the title of this preaching, it be followers of Jesus. Being a follower of Jesus. Knowing that we become to be Christians. I know, I know it, there's a lot of promises in the Bible that God will going to bless us and stuff. But also knowing that we're going to go through hard times. And, and as a follower, you know, you know, I don't know about you, but when you were a little kid, I don't know if you ever have anybody to follow or to look up to. Have you? I don't know. Some of you guys like Avengers. You know, Iron Man, Superman. I'm not into Avengers type of person. You know, when they ask me, have you seen Iron Man? And like, oh, you know, it's, it's not me, you know. And some of you, I believe, you guys like, you know, Avengers and all that stuff. But it's not me. So I have seen people, you know, that grew up, you know, wanted to be somebody. And, and, and you know, to be honest with you, I don't know if you ever... I don't know if you guys are 40 and up. You probably remember the grupo Menudo. Yeah? I wanted to be like Menudo. You know, as a matter of fact, I do look like Ricky Martin. I don't? <laughs> Sorry, brother. You know, and, and, and we, you know, as I was a little kid, we danced like him, and, and you know, and, and, and I wanted to be. Uh, something like that, because they were popular, you know, and every, every kid, every little kid or youngster, you know, wants to, wants to follow somebody. And, but in my early age, after, you know, Menudo has gone, and, and then I don't know what happened to Menudo and Ricky Martin, I don't know what happened after that. But um, there was an example at home that I wanted to follow. My dad was an alcoholic, but it wasn't that much of an example to me, you know, he was never at home, and Sometimes we needed to go out at night to pick him up on the streets because he was just laying in front of the liquor store. I mean, I was five, six, seven years old, and, and you know, and it's like, no, I don't want to follow that, you know. And then my mom used to beat up for any single reason. He, he used to, like, beat us up for no reason. If it was the sun was up, she'll beat us up. If the sun was down, she'll beat us up. You, you know, there was no reason. She was affected by the alcoholism of my dad. But there was my oldest brother that uh, he was someone that, that he wake up something in me that I wanted to be like him. I was just a little kid. I saw him coming home with, with weapons and, and big trucks and a lot of people with, you know, with high-powered weapons. And, and I was a little kid. I wanted to be a cop, but I thought I was the right cop to follow. I didn't know he was uh, corrupted federally, and he wanted to, and he wanted to, one of the drug dealers working for the cartel. I didn't know that, but I wanted to be like him. You know, because everybody gave him respect at home. My mom, you know, everybody used to come at home, and my mom used to cook some menudo. I don't know if you like some, you know what I'm saying, menudo and pozole and that good stuff, you know. And, and my mom used to carry those weapons like they were some kind of an idol and put them away, you know, and clean them up. And there was a bunch of guys at home, and, and I was like, wow. 
wow, I want to be like that. I want to follow his example. So as I grow up, you know, I, when I turned 15 years old, uh, I dropped off school, and uh, my brother invited me to work in a, in a disco as a bodyguard or as a bouncer. And I say, yes, I'm 15. I was already, already have a bunch of gray hair. I didn't look like a 15. Like right now, I'm 25. I don't know why you're laughing at, but, you know, I look a little old. So, you know, I go and work for, for this, you know, for this uh, uh, discotheque and a bouncer. I know how, who I was working for. It was someone really high, you know, power in the cartel, but I, I wanted to be a follower. It was excited for me to carry weapons and, and, and to bodyguard in my early age, and I say, I just want to do this. But it came to the point where everything came down the hill. It wasn't what I was expecting, you know. I started getting in trouble. I, I become to be an addict on drugs and alcohol, and, and just things weren't, weren't doing right. But, you know, there was one, one night I had a dream that, uh, that I, I was stabbing my mom, that I was killing my mom. And, and I woke up in the morning. I was afraid of to do something dumb like that or something stupid to killing my mom. So when I, uh, when I, uh, when I woke up, I was so afraid. And, and, and I remember one of my, uh, my friends from, uh, from, uh, from the place I was working, he, he was sharing that, that one morning uh, he got home and he was under the influence. And as soon as he walking home, he saw like a little green monster kind of gremlin type of thing. And he grabbed a, a, a piece of stick and he bit up the thing and the thing just dropped on the ground. And he said he went to sleep. He said, hey, when he wake up in the morning, it was his daughter, full and blocked there. So when I, when, when I wake up in my dream, I say, I don't want to do something stupid like that and, and hurt my mom, and I needed to change my life. So I went to my next room in the morning. It was my brother. They always used to talk to me about Jesus, didn't understand what he was saying, didn't know why he was always praying around my bed and laying hands on my feet because I couldn't sleep at night. I needed to drink a lot of alcohol to fall asleep. So I went to his room and knocked on the door and said, Brother, I need to change. I need to give myself to something powerful and neat. I, I don't know what to do. I, don't, I, I'm, 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 I need to change. So he says, I want, yourself, I, want, I want you to give yourself to Jesus. And I say, well, I don't see the image here. Where should I bow down to? Or, or what should I pray? And he says, you know what? All you got to do is just repeat a prayer. And I remember like it was yesterday, 29 years ago, he says, give, he said, repeat this word. So I said, Jesus. If he created the world, the heaven, the moons, and the sky, come to my life. And believe it or not, in five minutes, I was weeping, and I gave myself to Jesus Christ, and my life was changed. Jesus did a great miracle in my life. So I wanted, I, as soon as I felt that change, I didn't want to sell drugs. I didn't want to smoke any, any wrong stuff or do any wrong stuff. You know, I, I, I started sharing this with my friends. I felt like something was different. I started reading the Bible knowing that Jesus loved me and that Jesus had a plan for me. I was like, wow, this is the guy I want to follow. This is the one I want to give my life to. So I started reading the Bible. I find out there was, there was blessings, there were promises. But I, I find out when I got to the book of Ephesians that he says, put the armor of God on you. But, because now there's going to be a bad day coming. It's a bad day. I had bad days before. What I mean, bad days. I didn't know I was supposed to grow up as, as a Christian and a bad day will face my life one day. 
So as, as, as I read him the scriptures, you know, I noticed that, that I wanted to be a follower of Jesus. And, 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 and as Jesus will speak and as Jesus will act as, and as Jesus will do, I wanted to be like him. I, I, just was, I was in love with Jesus. So there were situations where, where Jesus was facing that I needed to respond the same way because I am a follower of him. You see, what, the things that I saw before that my friends were doing bad, I wanted to do it too. But now it's a different story. I was, so it was all about what Jesus will do, how he will look, how he will react. So I'm looking at these creatures now when, when there's a bunch of gang members or whatever you call it, you know, the Sanhedrin or, or you know, the priest and the, I call them gang members because, you know, you know, why don't you just come one, one in one, right? You know what I mean? You know, you come and arrest Jesus, but no, he can, there's four groups of people, there's a bunch of crowd there. Come on. It's only one guy, Jesus. So they all come and trying to arrest him. So they tie him down and take it to Pilate, right? So, so, so when they take it to Pilate, you know, he, he, he asks, are you the king of Jews? So as a follower of Jesus, I'm waiting for Jesus to respond. What is he going to say? You know, what is he going to do? He didn't stay quiet. He responded to him. One, and let me read a note here. This is when looking at Jesus speak to some of them. Hold on, sorry, brother. <laughs> Bring my glasses. I'll come back to that for that in my second point. Uh, well, here it is. When looking at, at why Jesus speak to some of them, not to, it's some of them not to speak to others, it helps to understand the following. When he spoke to Pilate, he was recognizing the civil authority of Rome as they ruled the land. When he will not speak to the high priest, it was because they had rejected his authority as the Messiah. So it was showing that he was then rejecting them, spiritual authority, as rulers of God's people. I brought my clinics because I know it. I cry sometimes. <laughs> Sorry about that. My, my daughter reminded me this morning, I said, make sure you take your clinic set with you. I don't know. I wasn't a cry until I found until I found Jesus. Now it seems like I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, when Jesus answered Pilate, where's the time? Do I have the time here? We're good. Please let me know and say you know, shut up. Or in Spanish, callate, so nobody understands. So when 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 they saw you know when when Jesus when when Pilate asked Jesus you know are you the King of the Jews? And Jesus, you know, waiting for his response, so he says, you said it. You know, he didn't stay quiet. He responded. And in other words, he says, you know that I am. And I know that I am. That's how I look at it. If I was Jesus, I would have said, you know, I am the king of the Jews, and you're about to give me to be crucified, and there's some people, some bad people, all this, this guy member is going to come and accuse me for stuff, and I'm going to resurrect on the third day. He, he didn't say much. He said, you know, I, you know. You said it. In other words, I am. And I'm thinking about our, our personal lives, you know, when, when people find out that you're a Christian at work. And then people ask you, I, I, because you're acting a little different, right? Not the same, but you're acting a little different. You know what I mean? And you're like, I, they ask you, are you a Christian? And then what is your response? As the followers of Jesus, we have the same response. Okay, of course I am, right? 
But some of us sometimes will respond, you know, like, are you, are you a Christian? Oh, well, but I go to church, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I go to the theater. Uh, yeah, but, you know, just, yeah, I don't drink. I don't, I don't do stuff. You know what I mean? As the followers of Jesus, what is our response to others? What is it that we're going to respond to the world when the world is asking, are you a follower of Christ? Are you the son of the king of the Jews? Are you a follower of Christ? And, and it came to a you know, time when we were pastoring in, in Mexico where, where the cartel, the drug dealers, the sicarios were ruling around our church. We couldn't get into the church, uh, drive into our church because there was a bunch of, you know, like, kind of like in and out line buying drugs. So I'm waiting in line with my daughters and my wife, ready to go preach, and I needed to wait to everybody buy drugs to get to church. They were stopped like that. They will get on top of the roof while I'm preaching and selling drugs, and people will come inside to hide from the police while I'm preaching. They were shooting outside while I was preaching. People killing each other. You know, church will go down to the floor, and then we'll take everybody from the back door, put them in their cars, because we were threatened by the cartel. There was all, there was all kinds of bad things happening. So we felt, we felt like no one else had the answer but the church of Christ to do something about it. Seems like the cartel was saying, what are you guys going to do? Even the cartel knew my name. Even the cartel knew who I was speaking to them about Jesus. Isn't it that funny? Some of the cartel guys will come and say, you know, hey, hey uh, I need, I need a, uh, a counseling. I need a, you know, and I need you to tell me what to do in my marriage. So we met in the coffee shop. I'm, I'm hopefully I'm not run out of time, but I, I'm going to try to go fast. So we met in the cafe, and he's telling me, you know what? You know, I'm married, but I'm, you know, I have a, uh, another girl. She's a police girl, and I'm, I'm dating her. What should I do? Are you going to tell them the truth, knowing you're going to get killed? Or should you just say, oh, man, it's okay, man. You know, we all do that. You know, we're weak in the flesh, you know. I told him exactly what to do. I said, listen, you're an adulterer. You have your wife. You got to leave this person. So we talked about for a, for a few moments, and I was supposed to meet him the next day, and I met him the next day. So we were talking. We are about to talk again. So he's like, listen, I, I can't talk to you anymore. And I said, why not? Because I went back to the wish crap, the, the, the doc, wish doctor of the cartel, and she was telling me, there's someone in your life telling you not to be with your not to be with the other wife, and you need to stop talking to him. Even the cartel have the wish doctor that know what's going on in the spiritual realm. So we, we, we as a church, we needed to do something about it. So we, we started praying, right? We started fasting, right? We started asking the Lord, help us in this situation. We need to speak up. We're followers of Jesus. We need to say something about it. So we called the church for prayer. For, for, prayer and fasting, and we were doing all that good stuff, and, and, and by some come up, you know, some day that we are 19, 20, whatever, you know, we finish praying, so some of the cartel comes and shoots two of my dearest brothers right in their heart next to me. Are we to continue? Are we still to, to speak up and, 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 and act like Jesus and be followers? Yes, we, we, yes, we will. 
So we continue preaching and fasting and praying and walking around the neighborhood. They see us with our Bibles and praying and doing all kinds of great stuff. There was a situation where, you know, we were, we were threatened by, you know, the cartel was going to kill me, my family, and one of the guys they shot better never die. I had, I had the kid at my home. So that night we were there and we were, you know, taking care of the kid. And the, and the cartel says, you know, we will come and shoot you guys and kill you. We had a letter that, that was given to us by the cartel. So we sent my girls, you know, to sleep with one of my, you know, sister-in-laws. And, and we stay there, me and my wife. And, 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 and we pray to the Lord and we speak up and we say, we're not going to move from here. If they want to come and kill us. Well, I didn't say that. My wife did. <laughs> you know, you know, and I'm, I'm glad that I married a woman that loved Jesus, right? She's like, I told my wife, what should we do? We're a follower of Christ. And she's like, we're going to stay here. We're not going to work. I say, honey, please. We need to go somewhere else. I fell in my heart. She's like, we're not going to go nowhere. We're going to stay here. So we stay there and we start speaking the word of God and we start, you know, saying we are the son of God. We are a chosen, chosen nation. We're a royal priest. We ain't going to go anywhere. We start declaring the word of God. So nothing happened to us that, that day, but we called a few pastors, especially Pastor Steve, say pray for us. We might not, we might not going to make it. I, I was honest with it. My wife is looking at me like, what? We're not going to make it for the next day, but, you know, I will believe in God and pray for us. So we had the kid the next day. I needed to preach the next day. So as soon as I show up, show up in church, you know, I took this kid somewhere else. I hit him through the alleys, and I took this kid and put it somewhere else because I needed to go to church. I needed to go to, as soon as I got to church, I saw Pastor Steve and, and Sister Katie in the front row of the church I was, I was pastoring. You know what? No one during that time wanted to visit T1. But I saw these two beautiful men just standing in the front row, and give me so much strength when someone, you know, is with you in hardships. So what we did, we started worshiping God during the situation. The whole church was afraid. Are they going to come and shoot us, Pastor? We, no one is going to hurt us. We are a follower of Christ. And we start singing to the Lord and worshiping to God. Even though you spend a year knowing about how to worship, car tribulations will teach you how to worship. We know that someone's going to kill you, man. It's either you cry or you worship, you know. And so we start worshiping Jesus. And, 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 and I took that example of Jesus. He was not afraid of death. He was not afraid or any threat of killing, even though he knew he, knew he was going to die. So number, point number one is we got to speak up in hard situations. We got to show the nations who we are. We are a chosen people. We got to speak like a chosen people. Oh, come on. I am the head and not the tail. I'm not a victim. I am victorious in Jesus Christ. So number two, you know, when I, I see in the Bible, I hopefully have another, what, five minutes, ten minutes? So we're still good, all right. Don't tell Mexicans to keep going because they'll, they'll go on forever. So number two, I see that um, there's a lot of people accusing Jesus, and uh, somewhere there that I read, <laughs> I can't barely see my, my, my notes, but they were accusing them. And you know what Jesus did? He didn't speak anything. I was like, man, come on, you can tell them all kinds of stuff about him. You can tell them there's a gum under your shoe because you know everything. So they will know that you are Jesus, and they will be afraid, and they will run away, you know. You got to be wise. But he stayed quiet. 
So when I saw that in the Bible, it shows me that we, there's a Bible verse that came in my mind, in mind that it says, be still and know that I am God. He showed that. As, as a follower of Jesus, I saw that he was doing that. So I wanted to do the same thing. You know, there was a time that um, I didn't know, be still and know that I am God. It, it, well, actually, be still and know that I am God. It, it, it talks to me about faith. Be still, it means, please don't help me, right? Just stay where you are and know that I am God. Talks to me about faith. We got to know in hardships who Jesus is in bad situations. You know, when the doctor was, uh, when the doctor, we took my little daughter, and some of you already heard that, but when we took her little daughter to the doctor, because she had a lot of black spots around her body, and uh, the doctor said that uh, all those spots, maybe they will turn into tumors. But she didn't really care about nothing. She just says, you know, oh, those spots will turn into tumors, and, and don't worry about it. And we're like, and she had bunches, you know, in her back and her, her, her pompies. She had all kinds of spots. So we get out from the doctor and it's like, those things will turn to tumors? And, and I look at, at Debbie, you know, a woman of faith. I look at, what are we going to do? Of course, you know, I, I said it with faith, right? I just wanted to hear from him, that's all. <laughs> what are we going to do? And she said, like, you know what? We're going to celebrate. The same face you're putting right now, I saw the same face that I put when she say that. What? We're going to celebrate. And I say, how in the heck are we going to celebrate? Our daughter has tumors, and the doctor said they may be really bad, and, 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 and you know, they're going to do the test, and what do you mean we're going to celebrate? She's like, you know what? When, when the people of Israel, Israel were in Egypt, the Lord rescued them from their oppression for them to celebrate in the desert. So it's like, okay, so what are we going to do? I didn't know to still be still and know that, that, that I'm God. didn't know that, that we're supposed to go to Disneyland. <laughs> so I'm like, what are you going to do? She's going to go, we're going to celebrate. We're going to go to Disney. And I go, Disney? That's a lot of money. I'm thinking, right? But she's like, we're going to celebrate. We're just going to go there and, 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 and enjoy. We're going to celebrate. And she shared with me the scripture, the scripture about, you know, the Israelites and celebrating and all that. And so I'm like, okay, I came to, to have faith. And I said, okay, let's go celebrate. So we're driving towards Disneyland Saturday afternoon. And we receive a phone call from the doctor on Saturday afternoon on her cell phone. Doctors don't call you on Saturdays. And she says, hey, we got the results here. And um, she's saying, okay, what is the results? We just want to say that those tumors were uh, negative. There was no, nothing on your daughters. I was like, wow, be still and know that I'm God knowing that. First we, leave, we believe and later the things will appear, right? That's faith. And that's how Jesus was acting. He was just standing next to, 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 to the accusers without saying anything, but he acted in faith. So we should act in faith as well. Amen? And I was about to call you in with a guitar. <laughs> and uh, the third one I want to talk is about trust. When, when, when Pilate decided to give Jesus to the Romans to be whipped and to be killed, 
I'm looking at Jesus, right? I'm like, what are you going to do? The Bible says he didn't say nothing. He was quiet. And I'm looking at him. What is he doing? And I, you know what it shows me? It shows me that he trusts his daddy and situations that he can't really do anything about. There's moments in our life that things are going to get out of hand and they're already being, you know, proclaiming your life, you know, like your, you're, you know, your boss is going to say, you know, resign and you're gone and you're done. Or the doctor will declare something in your life and say, okay, you have cancer, you're done. There's stuff like that. But Jesus shows me that he trusts his daddy going to the cross. He trusts because he knew the outcome of it. When you trust the Lord, he said, he will renew your strength. When you trust in him and in and, and, and the Lord Jesus, he just went and, 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 and took it. So as a follower, we, we, we got to take it as it come, trust in him, Jesus. You're like, like, how long should we wait? I've been praying for the Lord for this, for that, and, and how long should I wait? It's not how long should you wait, it's how you wait. It's how you wait when you trust Jesus. Your action is better than your words. Three years ago, here in the United States, I was almost in the street. I didn't have a job. I didn't have my church anymore. I didn't have anything. I didn't have anything. I thought I was going to go homeless. But thank God that God puts beautiful people like Pastor Ben and Pastor Katie and Pastor Steve and Mr. Steve, they came in our side and gave us hope. When I lost everything, I, that was the hardest tribulation I think I've ever been on. I didn't know what's going to happen. I didn't know. So they came and gave us hope and to trust Jesus. So we stopped, you know, and during the, that situation when you don't know how to trust and how to say stuff. All you gotta, all you know, all you do is kind of start whining about it. And I start saying, I start saying, I'm never gonna preach anymore. I'm done as a preacher. I'm done as a pastor. There's no hope. Come on, but the Bible reminds me that those that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. And let me tell you something. Even like Jesus knew the outcome of going through all the hardship, he went. He knew he was gonna break from that the third day. I didn't know what's going to be the outcome of my life when I say I, I don't think I will ever preach in my life. But you know what? As I trust in Jesus and I worship Him and me and Debbie start just, just getting together, Pastor Stephen, and, and we, we got hope back. And, 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 and there's a prophecy to Michelle when she was five years old. She says, Dad, you will go to the nation. That was many years ago. You will go and preach to the nations. And you know what? Since that situation happened, the Lord, we visited campus, we created great church. We have received hope. We have received you know, miracles in our life. I can preach now, and now I'm traveling to the missions and traveling around the world because the outcome was better when you trust in Him. I want to pray now and close the prayer, and then I want you to just close your eyes. And there's times in your life you need to speak up and have faith or choice. I just want to pray, Lord. Oh, help us. Help, help us be more like you. Let us be a follower. Give us your spirit, Lord, this morning. 
Let us speak up when we need to speak up in our job, in a situation. Let us have faith, Lord. Let us stay in your word. Let us just trust you. Let us just trust you. Let us just trust in you, Jesus. As you close your eyes, let's just worship God just for As you wait upon the Lord, just worship Him. I don't know who you are. If you're a single mom, God will help you. God will bring someone in your life. Just stay. Trust in Him. So God help us, Jesus. God help us. Just worship Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus, because you're good. Thank you, Jesus, because you're amazing. Thank you, Jesus, because you help us. Let your name be glorified in this beautiful book. Help them in hardship. Help us to be followers of Christ. Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, please visit our website at www.canvaschurchsd.com.